This is the Nordic Football Guys Podcast. What is up, everybody? We are the Nordic Football Guys. I am your host, Hayden, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Anthi. Anthi, will you please say hello? Well, moro moro. What's up, Hayden? Hey, man. It's nice to see you. Yeah, I think it's one of the first times... I think we've only recorded together one other time. And actually, I don't think that that time even was published uh, when we were together, because right now is the first time in many, many months that we have really had the opportunity to get together. And I think from this point on, we are going to try to record together. Yeah. that That's generally the plan anyway. Uh, Auntie works quite close to my place, so he just decided that maybe now's the time. And yeah, really excited to have you here. What you been up to, man? Well, working. Uh, it's been pretty nice autumn weather here in Helsinki, so I've been trying to be outside quite a lot. And uh, yeah, and you? Yeah, kind of the kind of the same situation. Uh, we've been walking pretty much every day. We have not really been uh, too busy with anything else, so I've been doing my best to just stay busy and everything. Uh, watching a lot of football, I think that I've lost so much sleep over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Just because I have been watching every Thursday night game almost live. I've been watching every Monday night game live. The only games that I watch the next day basically are the Sunday night games Mm -hmm. because I've been watching so much football to that point. So lots and lots of football. I think I've watched every game up to this point. Uh, The Panthers won a game surprisingly. And actually who would have thought that winning a game would have been so demoralizing to it? A fan base mm. like every person that I know has been so against the Panthers winning that they feel like we should be tanking right now but we're one and two we're we have the same record as teams like the Saints yeah we're only one game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and we're ahead of the Falcons how that's possible I have no idea but it's so so there you go <laughs> Yeah, I mean they uh, they have a good pass defense. I mean they don't give lots of points to the quarterbacks, so maybe that's the that's the whole thing here. Yeah, I mean it, it, the defense is playing pretty well. The offense, surprisingly, our first win comes on the week after a Christian McCaffrey injury. Hmm. Who would have thought? But uh, I'm sure we'll talk. A, actually, I know that we're going to talk a little bit about uh, people like Mike Davis, for instance. Yeah, coming into next week, he's he was a big name uh, on the previous week, but uh, we have a, a pretty in, pretty interesting week going forward. So the week four show, we're doing our classic waiver pickup. So I had one quarterback, a list of wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends that I think people should be targeting, and I also have a defense. Uh, I I have a feeling that if you put together a defense, that you probably pick the same one. It's kind of the obvious waiver pickup this week. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I don't have a defense, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> what are you going with. So Yeah, it's pretty easy. And then one thing that we're doing this week that we haven't done before is we're doing sell high and trade targets. So now that we have three weeks behind us, that's about a quarter of the regular season of fantasy football. You should know, we, we can kind of see how the year should be trending mm-hmm. a little bit, which players... Uh, look like they're doing really well, uh, which players look like they have some value, and some players that we think might have some trade value 
but something that you should be looking to get off of your team. And actually, when I get to one of my cells, I had a conversation with one of my friends about one of these guys in particular. And this was the advice that I gave to him, and I think that I will give the same advice uh, on the show when we bring him up. So unless you have anything you would like to say about your the lovely weather we've been having or just anything in general, I know we haven't seen each other in a really long time. Uh, no, it's uh, we can cut the chit-chat. I have a date with uh, my wife after this. so Great. My wife is currently at uh, the mall waiting for us to be done, so maybe I will... Uh, actually, she wanted me to text her when we started. I forgot to do that. But uh, without further ado, uh, maybe we can get it start get it started now. Alrighty. Uh, so maybe generally we we leave the waivers for last, but because we have a, a new topic, maybe we'll start with the waivers this time. Um, I'll get it started with. I only have one quarterback here, so unless you have a quarterback, do you have a list of quarterbacks? Or I'll I'll get it started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my first waiver pickup quarterback is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, I had the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has two, two weeks now over uh, twenty four points. Uh, he's owned in very little amounts of leagues, and it looks like he's going to be sticking around for a while. I think that. The Dolphins are going to want to stick with him for the next few weeks. He just had a big win over Jacksonville. Yeah, great game. Yeah, great game, and he looked amazing. That whole team looked really good. Uh, if anything, it made me want to stay away from Jacksonville offense because they couldn't get anything going against Miami, and if you can't get much going against Miami, then that generally is a bad sign. But yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's owned in less than 50% of leagues, and he's a guy that... Uh, is a decent waiver or a decent streamer from week to week. I I don't actually have who he's playing next week pulled up. I think it's actually a tougher matchup. No, no, actually, it's a great matchup. That's what why I had him. It's like more like a waiver wire pickup plus streamer option for this week. They are playing the Seahawks, and Seahawks has given the most second most points against uh, quarterbacks. Okay. So they have given uh, for the first three weeks thirty six point four points per game <laughs> for the quarterbacks so that's that's kind of lot so that's why i had uh, ryan Fitzpatrick. the next game is gonna be against the 49ers so that's yeah maybe you're not starting him that week yeah so that's going to be a tougher matchup for sure the 49ers has given the sixth lowest points against the quarterback so uh i wouldn't start him that week yeah but you know as you said week by week it's gonna be okay yeah 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 so i guess ryan fitzpatrick there there's not a lot of qbs left at this point uh one person that i would just you should kind of look he's owned in over 50 percent of leagues but it's still quite low joe burrows had a couple of really good weeks Mm. to this point he has two weeks over 22 points and as a rookie only starting three games um he's looking to progress get a little bit better. He's looking for that first win also. So they had that tie yesterday with the Eagles, which was one of the worst games for the Eagles. I think I've ever seen in a really long time, but actually that does lead me into one of my wide receiver pickups. Um, Greg Ward, he's owned in 0.8% of leagues. So he's had a decent week. Now he had 18 points on, on the week, depending on scoring format. If he's in full PPR, it was actually over a 20 point week. And that Eagles wide receiving core is depleted. And I think really it's just a matter of time before Greg, Greg Ward really kicks it off. Because if you look over how he was doing at the latter half of last year, he was 
with around seven targets per game the last four games. And he's starting to pick up going forward this week year. And the wide receiver core looks desperate just like last year. So I think that he definitely has the ability to put out some really interesting numbers. Uh, he was a top 25 guy at the end of last season. And if you're looking for that flex wide receiver or even a wide receiver three, depending on your league, that you could do worse than starting Greg Ward uh, next week. Hmm. Uh, I have T. Higgins as my wide receiver. Uh, pick up. Um, you should get him. He's a rookie. Um, didn't do much for the first two weeks, but last week he had a good game, mm-hmm. catching a couple of TDs. I mean, uh, I started AJ Green in that matchup, and I was very disappointed. Right. Uh, so maybe because AJ Green is that's a secondary st- target, AJ Green, and somewhat Tyler Boyd. So T Higgins seems to be quite open out there, and Burrow is seem to finding him. Yeah. Uh, so. If you pick him up, I would maybe not. If you don't have to, I wouldn't maybe start them. Uh, this week they are playing against the Jacks. Uh, even though Miami had a good game against them, the first two weeks they played pretty well against the wide receivers. So that might be a tougher matchup. Uh, and if you ha- if Curtis Samuel is available, there's been some encouraging talks that that uh, Teddy Bridgewater has said that he has to target Curtis Samuel more. He could be somebody to watch. Right. Uh, one other person that if your league I think is going to be kind of the hot waiver pickup this week, he's owned in less than 35% of leagues is Justin Jefferson, who like exploded on the scenes last week. Uh, Adam Thielen really did not get much going, and Justin Jefferson kind of got most of the work. I I think that he, he definitely has some value, especially after next week, but I wouldn't be going to throw all my fab on him. I feel that Justin Jefferson is a little bit more of one of those he kind of exploded last week, but he's due to come back to reality uh, moving forward, at least in the next couple of weeks. And I think that if you're picking him up to start in week two, I think that you might be a little bit disappointed looking his way. Uh, I know it really depends on your leagues. If you're in deeper leagues, like a 14 to 16 team league that Justin Jefferson is probably already gone. Or if you're in like a three wide receiver and two flex league and a dynasty or something, then Justin Jefferson might be somebody worth flexing. But I. I would go into him with extreme caution. Uh, do you have much? I don't have much more to say about him, but I know that he's going to be the hot waiver wire pickup this week, and I just I advise to go into with caution. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, I personally would maybe go more for the T Higgins type, uh, since I believe the quarterback is better than than Cousins is. So uh, that's that's the reason why. Yeah. Running backs? Yeah, running backs. Why don't you kick this one off? All right. Uh, I have a pretty clear choice here. I mean, there's it's quite slim pickings in the running back department already. Uh, at this moment, uh, the first three weeks, I got a flag that you get to see like the James Robinsons of the world and they are going to be picked up instantly. Uh, one guy that should be in the waiver wires in most leagues uh, and is coming back to the field is Philip Lindsay. Uh, I know he's like sharing well he's the number two in that team but you know i don't see many other (laughs) possibilities available so that's like a desperation flex play that could get some work Mm. Uh, he got some work uh, when he was playing the first week and they have a very good matchup this week uh if you have to start him right away they are playing the jets yeah yeah i mean that's a great pick yeah uh i didn't see 
I wouldn't myself. I wouldn't pick anybody else from the waivers. It's not like Met per. Maybe Chase Edmonds. It's not like Melvin Gordon is taking the world by storm by any means. So definitely could see Philip Lindsay. So he is maybe like a high upside, very low floor guy that, Mm. that, like we said last week, that Broncos offense is kind of scary and one that I would try to stay away from. But if you're desperate, Philip Lindsay could be an interesting guy. Yeah, I mean, and he he has gotten it done for the Broncos for the last two years. Right. So if Melvin Gordon is not, very effective. I don't. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't start Lindsay. Yeah, or just look his Gordon. way at least, give yeah. him a chance. Yeah. Uh, one guy that I brought up that's owned in only thirty six percent of leagues, but is actually from week one to week three the lead back for their team and has put up some pretty so- not great numbers, but solid numbers and hasn't really found the end zone or anything. Adrian Peterson owned in thirty six percent of leagues for Detroit. Um, he is the lead back in not only touches. Uh, time played, but also in scrimmage yards. So he's the lead back for that team, and he has not fallen into the end zone, but if you've played him, he has not lost you any weeks. So he's the kind of guy that you could go and pick up if you're really, really desperate for a running back two or a flex play and throw in there and kind of account for maybe n- nine or ten points, depending on your scoring format. Mm. Um, if you're just looking a guy to fill a hole for it, maybe a... a Soft tissue injury or something on a guy on a week-to-week, you do a lot worse than Adrian Peterson, and he could be there on your waiver wire. So uh, maybe it depends what you're looking for. Like if you're looking for a guy that has high potential, I think that Philip Lindsay is maybe the guy to go for. But if you're looking for a guy just to stream from week to week or a guy that you need to fill in for an injured player, I think Adrian Peterson is maybe the safer bet. Hmm. Uh, Moving on to tight ends, I will let you take this one. There's one obvious guy there. I'm not sure if you have him listed, but I'll bring him up if not. Yeah, I have Dalton Schultz. Okay. Uh, he has a good matchup this week against the Browns. And uh, Browns has given the fourth, fourth most points against the tight ends. And uh, since we all know that Blake Charvin isn't playing, so and he had a good week too. Don't remember exactly what he did last week. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't a catastrophe. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I have him as the waiver wire pick up. Uh, also, there's guys maybe available like Logan Thomas and Chris Hernan that you can look for. Yeah. Uh, I personally won't take any Jets players ever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm out of Hernan. I'm pretty sure he's the most talented tight end in that waiver wire uh, list that you have in tight ends. So yeah. Uh, one tight end that is available in t- 9% of leagues, so he should be there depending on what team you're looking for. Uh, Mo Ali Cox for the Indianapolis Colts. He's had two very good weeks. He's found the end zone a couple of times. Um, he's been playing very well, and even I think that if because he's actually the tight end three mm. for that team. But he's had two very, very good teams. And I think that based on what he's been doing for the past couple of weeks, I think that he and uh, Phillip Rivers have a very, very good connection. And I, I have a feeling that he will be running out there from week to week. Uh, he's found the end zone. He's a huge guy. I know that some people call him Gigantor. And he's like maybe a if you're looking to pick up a guy and not start right away, but a guy that you want to see develop maybe a week. Uh, if you had to throw him out there next week, I think that you could do worse. But there, there, tight ends is always a very slim pickings position. So you're kind of looking for the guys that have the highest upside. And I think that 
Uh, Mo Ali Cox has that. Also, like you mentioned, Logan Thomas. He's owned in 20% of leagues. I brought him up every single week. He's getting the work. When he finds the end zone, he's very good. When he doesn't find the end zone, he's like five points. But for a tight end, that's what it's going to be. So he's getting what it looks like about six targets, four catches every game. If I had to pick up one of those two, it would be Mo Ali Cox. Yeah, I'm just too afraid of uh, Jack Doyle in that team. Uh, even though Mo Ali Cox might be the more talented and, and better performing tight end, I still see that Jack Doyle is the one that's gonna get more snaps. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm afraid of Mo Ali had those big weeks when Jack Doyle wasn't on the field. So Right. Yeah, I mean Mo Ali's available, so if you're looking for him and you're looking to take a risk on a guy, he's the guy. Uh, the defense I have the Broncos. Very, yeah. very obvious defensive pickup. They're playing the Jets, play the Broncos. <laughs> You're playing the Jets, play the Broncos. Yeah. So 40% of leagues, he should be there. They'll probably get you 10 points. Generally speaking, if you like to stream a defense, you should pick that defense up one week earlier. Yeah. Because now people are going to be picking them. So. I, I was very lucky in our Dirty Dozen League, actually, that I was able to pick up the Colts defense, who's owned in 95% of leagues. They were just sitting there mm. on waivers, and they were playing the Jets, and they got me 27 points. So, uh, yeah, take a look for pl- t- plays like uh, waiver wire gold like that, but play the Broncos. Yeah, It's, it's pretty simple. So I— I guess we're making really good time here, but if you're interested, we could move on to the sell high and trade targets. Yeah, for sure. I have not seen his list. He has not seen my list. I have a little bit of, um, yeah, some guys from each team. Looking through my list now, actually, I'm a little, clearly I'm a bit of a homer here, but <laughs> I'll kick it over to you first. All right. I will start with the running backs. Sure. Uh, one sell high could be James Robinson. I mean, he's fifth now in the... Uh, in the on the board with the half point scoring system uh and he has scored a lot of points part of that is that he has had a pretty easy schedule when you look at that uh, one thing to mention though uh i wouldn't necessarily sell him just yet he has a great matchup this week against the bengals All right so i would maybe still wait one more week and then then look what's what i mean uh, the schedule after this uh, is going to be uh, Houston, Detroit, and then he has a bye week already. Uh, after that, Chargers, Houston, Green Bay, Pittsburgh. Uh, weeks 14 to 16 uh, are pretty bad for him uh, when it's the playoff time. He's playing mm-hmm. the Tennessee, Baltimore, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. So uh, after this week, I actually have James Robinson. Uh, in in some leagues so after this week i might look for sell him higher than maybe he should maybe he's valued after all i like that target i would i like james robinson a lot i think his value is very high so he's not a trade target he he would be yeah. more a sell yeah, they sell yeah. High. that's what i was talking about yeah but i just believe in him and i think that if you he's a really solid fringe rb1 for the rest of the season mm. So it's hard for me to say sell, but I get where you're coming from. And so if you're selling him, what are you looking to get? Uh, for sure. Well, I know I wouldn't get anybody like Nick Chubb, for example, uh, even though he's uh, after James Robinson in the rankings right now. Not the rankings, but in the standings. Nick Chubb is the sixth and James Robinson is the fifth. Uh, but I guess I could get guys like... Um, 
Kenny and Drake. Mm. Uh, and uh, Kenny and Drake is actually one of my trade targets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, or David Montgomery, especially now when Derek Cohen is out. Right. And uh, those guys, well, Montgomery and Kenny and Drake were both my <laughs> trade targets. So let's just lay it out there. <laughs> but uh, taking this sell high, James Robinson, I believe I could maybe get a deal for one of those two. Yeah, I, I would. I don't know if I would be targeting somebody like David Montgomery. I mean, he definitely has week to week upside. I think that James Robinson, I just think he's better personally mm. than David Montgomery. But I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I would probably be looking to target one of those late, early first, late, or late first, early second round guys like that are severely underperforming right now. Like for instance, like Joe Mixon, mm. that a guy that if you've been starting week to week, you've been severely disappointed with. That is due to break out at least one point. And he just has to hit the end zone. Yeah, I have given up on Joe Mixon. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. But like that's the kind of guy that I would be targeting with with him. Uh, my first sell high is actually a guy I talked a little bit about earlier was Mike Davis. Um, he is the backup for Christian McCaffrey for Carolina. He came in and had 24 points. So he's had a pretty good week. But the thing about him is he's had, when he came in to get Christian McCaffrey after he got injured, he had 15 points, which is really, really good. You obviously didn't start him. Uh, when you had Mike Davis, you probably, probably 50-50 started him or trying to see what you had with him. Um, but He's had two pretty good games. The problem with him, he only has three startable games. But I, if I was, if I had Mike Davis, I would be targeting maybe one of the guys that you talked about, David Montgomery. I think that's more the speed for Mike Davis. The guy that um, try to target somebody that's been really underwhelming and also a later round guy, like five or six. Maybe David got Montgomery. I don't think James Connor is really going to fit that bill at this point. Um, Chris Carson, perhaps I know that he has a little bit of an injury right now, but those kinds of guys, do you actually think that you're going to get those guys? I think that you could, I think that if somebody's desperate enough to get points, if you drafted David Montgomery to be your RB one or RB two, if you drafted David Montgomery to be your RB one, you're desperate. If you drafted David Montgomery to be your RB two, then you're still looking hard. So I mean, McCaffrey is coming back that that's true. But Mike Davis also has at least two more good weeks on an offense that really is going to use him. And I don't think that people are going to look for, I think that a lot of people like you with Joe Mixon, who they spent a lot more draft capital on are ready to move on from David Montgomery. Mm, But still for two weeks, I wouldn't be so sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's worth a shot. Maybe you can get a later guy, but after David Montgomery, there's really nobody. He's kind of like the edge of the, startable week to week running backs right now. So if you're looking for a surefire guy, I guess David Montgomery is the guy or mm. Mike Davis would be the guy. Uh, but that leads me into my first straight target, David Montgomery. Yeah. <laughs> so David Montgomery, he's had two very disappointing weeks. Um, and, but one reason you should be targeting him is because Tariq Cohen has gone down. And so he should kind of be the sole back moving forward uh also another interesting thing that they're now done with that mitchell trubisky fiasco mitchell trubisky fiasco and they've moved on to um nick Foles, who i think is a much better quarterback i i think he's very injury prone and we definitely could see more mitch trubisky later this year 
But I think that they're going to be a better offense moving forward, and I think that makes David Montgomery have more value. Yeah, uh, and when again, when I speak about the trade targets, I like to look at the playoff schedule, since that's where you're going, hopefully. <laughs> so weeks 14 to uh, 16, he's playing Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. Uh, and none of those are a terrible matchup against him. So the Vikings are, what, they are the eighth worst team against the running backs. Uh, and Jacks, Bo Jacksonville and, and Houston are there or thereabouts in the halfway. So you could do worse. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Actually, Texans is the fourth best matchup against the running backs. Like when you're talking about the running backs per- perspective, <laughs> Texans is the fourth best that you can face. So he has a good playoff, playoff schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he has some very high value there. Uh, do you have a, a trade target in mind as well? Uh, yeah, I actually brought up Kenyon Drake and David Montgomery both quite uh, early on, <laughs> maybe too early. But Kenyon Drake is, uh, again, also one guy that, that has been uh, somewhat underperforming. I still think he's going to finish the season RB2, RB1, maybe fringe RB1, RB2. Uh, so... Yeah, he could be one that you should maybe target and you could get maybe a little bit cheaper than you would have in the start of the season. Uh, I personally would change James Robinson to Kenyon Drake for sure. And uh, and then enjoy the rest of the season. He's playing the Giants, the Eagles and the San Francisco through weeks 14 to 16. San Francisco is a tough matchup, I guess. But yeah, other than that, yeah, that's in the finals. But yeah, other than that, he should get you to the finals at least. And, and you then, shouldn't be playing week sixteen, anyway. So <laughs> week seventeen, you should be playing. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry, week seventeen. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's a good point. Um, I agree. Kenyon Drake is one of my guys that I would be targeting as well. Clearly, we have a very similar mind. Yeah, we're playing <laughs> in too many leagues together. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kenyon Drake, what I really like about him is he has low fantasy value right now to this point in the past three weeks. Has he broken 10 points? And if not, I know that it has not been by much. What I do like about him is that in all of those weeks, he still has over 50 rushing yards and over 10 attempts on the ground. He only has to fall into the end zone once for him to have a good week, mm. right? So basically every week that he has is he's not running he's not touchdown dependent but a touchdown would have turned all of those weeks and so i think that he has some very high value and like you said he has a good back half of the season uh schedule so it could be good for him um yeah that's a guy that i really like i would like to sell one running back who's had two very good weeks so far and i know that you have a couple of shares of him is Daryl Henderson so he's a guy that's had two weeks over 15 points depending on your scoring format. But he also has, we also have had Cam Akers on the sideline. Uh, he's coming back, and it seems that you never know which running back is going to have the good week in um, Los Angeles over there. And I feel that Daryl Henderson, while still has some very good fantasy value, I think he's come off two solid weeks, and this is the week to get rid of him, if you can, for a higher upside guy. I bet you that you could get Maybe like somebody, for instance, this is a guy you definitely could get somebody like David Montgomery for or something like that who's had two good weeks. But he his, he's, he's very week-to-week dependent, and I have a feeling that week-to-week, maybe next week, if he had less than five points because Cam Akers or one of those other backs back there ended up getting more touches, I would not be surprised. 
And that seems to be what they're going with going forward. Mm, yeah, for sure. Daryl Henderson, who I have in a couple of leagues, is one of the guys that I could be willing to give away <laughs> if I get the real, uh, the, the right price. Uh, I just, I'm afraid that I'm playing with two smart fantasy people and then likely <laughs> this like running back to running back trades are harder to come by for the guy that I would really want. Right. Yeah, no, and I, I hear where you're coming from, but maybe you could package him for a decent wide receiver. I bet you, because there's a lot of good wide receivers right now, mm. you could be looking for somebody. I bet you could get something for him, for sure, like a Stephon Diggs or something. I'm not giving you Stephon Diggs, <laughs> but you could get a Stephon Diggs type for him. Yeah. So just something to look forward to. I think that right now is the time to sell him because I have a feeling that he's going to have some rough sledding coming up just with Cam Akers coming back. Yeah. Um, moving on to the wide receivers, unless you have more. I have more. One guy maybe to target. Sure. Uh, is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he could be one that... He had a good, uh, very good week number two against the Minnesota. Uh, but then against Jets this week, he was maybe... He was still below expectations. He was underwhelming. Yeah. So he could be like... Uh, if you still wait for this week when he's playing against the Bears then the owners could be even more willing to give him away. I don't expect him to do very well against the Bears this week. Uh, after that, he has Cleveland and Cincinnati, which are a lot more better matchups. Uh, so, yeah, he could be one that could go cheaper than maybe his actual value is. I believe he's going to be a running back one this season. Yeah, I mean, sure. he, he's flashing for sure. He, he's not doing so well red zone-wise, and I think that that's kind of skewing his numbers. Mm. If he falls into the end zone a couple of times, it kind of changes him to, like, an awesome guy. So I agree. If you can get him now, get him now. You're not going to get him in a dynasty league for cheap. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. But we are putting, talking about redrafts now. Yeah, if you're, getting, if you're going to a redraft and you're looking to get that fringe RB1 and you're willing to shell out a little bit for him, I think that he's the kind of guy that you should be looking for. Mm. Do you think who do you think is gonna finish higher this season? Jonathan Taylor or Clyde Edwards Hilaire? I think Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, me personally. Too. He just yeah. seems better when you watch him. I think that mm. that team he he's kind of the main focal point of that offense. Yeah. The problem I have with the with uh that that I have with Clyde Edwards Hilaire is that he is like the third option at best on that team. Mm. You know, he's behind Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey without a doubt. If you watched last week, he's the running back, of course, but that team has so many options. Like the main issue with him is that Patrick Mahomes is going to run them in from time to time, week to week. Hmm. So um, you're definitely not going to see Philip Rivers doing that. So if they're trying to put it in, in the end zone, I have more faith in Jonathan Taylor and they're getting the same amount of work. Um, I am a little bit more worried about his usage I because I watched the uh, Colts game very closely, and Hines was getting a lot more work than I feel he should have, especially on first and second down. So that does worry me a little bit, but I think that Jonathan Taylor's uh, draft capital and just the way that he is, like his um, level of athleticism is going to win out in the end. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, moving it on now to wide receivers. One guy that I would be interested to grab uh, would be Robbie Anderson. He has three games now over five receptions, so and five receptions being his least, and all his games over 50 yards. And for whatever reason, Robbie Anderson is always the guy that whenever I'm trying to make a trade, people are willing to tack on at the end of a trade hmm. just to kind of push it forward. Yeah. So Robbie Anderson is actually a sneaky wide receiver too, 
that you could play week to week that you could get for basically next to nothing. For whatever reason, people do not like Robbie Anderson. And actually looking at Robbie Anderson, his week to week work is actually much higher than DJ Moore. Yeah. So he's doing a lot better than the than the obvious air quotes uh, wide receiver one for that team. Yeah, I would have said that. Yeah, I I wouldn't have said I I will say that Robbie Anderson is actually my sell high. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's the wide receiver ten this season. I don't. Re- I really don't think he's gonna finish there. I actually don't think he's gonna be a wide receiver two at the end of the season. Uh, so yeah, he would be be my sell high, and you could get. You should get a reasonable price from Robbie Anderson. I think the I, I I agree that he has value. I don't think that the fantasy people see his value mm. for whatever reason. Then for sure, then then he's a hold for me. But if you can get the price that you, the number one number ten wide receiver for the season, entitles to, then for sure I would sell him. Would you accept a trade for Robbie Anderson from Mike Davis? No, for sure not. So you would hold Robbie? Yeah, Anderson I mean, at that I, again, point? I don't value Mike Davis nearly as much. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is coming back, and then after that, he's basically a zero. So I'm, I'm not trading, like any capital for two weeks. Fair enough. But if you need the running back, Mike Davis is fine. But yeah, I'm really after Robbie Anderson. I think that he's a guy that you could, you could snag up now before his big breakout. Because again, he's not really tearing it up but one of these receptions to go into the end zone and he has an amazing week so yeah. Robbie Anderson is an interesting character yeah. now, that- we are, now we are not in the same page because I actually think he has been tearing it up and he's not gonna finish this high that he has been so that leads me into my cell which <laughs> is another Carolina Panther DJ Moore for some reason he still has uh, lots of value and I don't see he he has not been performing that well He's been performing on par worse than Robbie Anderson but he still has much higher value than Robbie Anderson and I think that with the changeover of the quarterback Robbie Anderson seems to be the first read and defenses are still covering up DJ Moore so I I'm at the point now move on from DJ Moore cut your losses take less than what you paid for him and move on from him I don't want to be starting him week to week I could start him week to week uh, for sure I will think that he he's now the wide receiver 29 and I I for sure think he's going to be a wide receiver too at the end of the season so if you can get him very cheap for sure I would target him Yeah I, wide, I'm selling wide receiver him. 2 price Yeah I'm selling him right now while he still has wide receiver 2 price because I don't think in the long run he's going to have it. I'm getting serious juju vibes from him with bad quarterback play. So you don't believe he's going to be a wide receiver too at the end of the season? No, I, I don't know how I, I... I would be surprised if he did. I'm getting vibes that this is not going to be his year. And when he does end up getting a good quarterback, I think that that will be the year that you should draft him because I think his value is going to drop so much this year, hmm. personally. Do you I, have I will make a bet on that do if you, you want. Yeah, we can make a bet if DJ Moore is going to be in the wide receiver 2 category. Yeah, top okay. 24. Top 24, yeah. All right, we'll put that down. All right. <laughs> do you have him in the money league? Uh, actually, no, I do not. Okay. Otherwise, I would give him to you <laughs> gladly. <laughs> no, I actually, I made some pretty good wide receiver moves. My three wide receivers going into next week are Stefan Diggs. Um, what's his name from Seattle? <laughs> Tyler Lockett Watch his name. and Julio Jones. Yeah. So I feel pretty good going in with him. Julio Jones, I'm not so sure about. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it a couple of weeks. Mm. See how he's doing. I think that he's had a couple of injury weeks. But again, 
Maybe he's one of your cell guys. Let I'll listen. Move on. All right. Uh, so one guy that actually have been performing higher than expectations maybe to this point is DK Metcalf. He's wide receiver four when Tyler Lockett is a wide receiver two. And I just I don't I just don't see that trend continuing <laughs> that both of those Seattle guys can be there. Uh, so DK Metcalf. Personally, I think uh, that. That Tyler Lockett is gonna be the guy um, who's gonna be higher in the standings. Yeah, I think he's the wide receiver to own. Yeah, so DK Metcalf, I think he's he's not gonna finish the season wide receiver one. So if you can get wide receiver one prize from him now, I would sell him. Yeah, and I I mean he definitely has some. That's actually a really good one. One I didn't even think to put on this list, but definitely the guy that I would be moving away from and you can get some really good value for him yeah you could get like i i can't even think you could probably get like a travis kelsey for that who was like a second round guy that's actually been performing pretty well or i would even i don't know you could work a trade with him and maybe a smaller piece for a a top running back like Derrick Henry or something Hmm. that maybe has been a little bit underwhelming, but had a pretty good week three. So it shows that he's still going to do something. So you're right. I think that that's a really good sell high candidate that you could get a better piece for your team based on that. Would you take, because we know right now that do you, one person that I don't have on my list that I would like to get your opinion on is Calvin Ridley. That is the wide receiver one. Do you think he's going to finish as a top three wide receiver in this year? Mm, not top three, no, but top ten for sure. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to see him finishing in top three. The whole reason that I'm kind of bringing that up because we talked a little bit about Julio is that obviously that Falcons team is struggling, mm. right? And they have been without Julio for two weeks now. I'm wondering if it is a lapse in that they don't have Julio on the team and that when he comes back that Julio is actually going to get more work than we think. So that's kind of on my mind. I know that offenses are now going to be targeting Calvin Ridley because he is tearing it up this year. Or do you think that it's going to be more of a, uh, more of like a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin last year? How do you feel? Mm. I for sure I have Calvin Ridley higher than Julio Jones. Julio Jones, uh, I but I have both the, the both I have both of them in the wide receiver one department. Though Julio is like in the fringe, maybe mm. wide receiver one, wide receiver two, but still both in top twelve. Calvin Ridley in my top five, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's one guy we've been high on since the beginning of the mm. year. So yeah, I I hear you. It's going to be an interesting year. That's actually all the sell highs and um, trade targets I have. I'm sure you do. You have any more? Uh yeah, if I remember right, I had one more. Let me check that. Allen Robinson is one of my trade targets. Uh, that last week that when he had a decent week, it could hurt to like acquiring him. But still, I mean, the guy is where number eighteen. So uh, and I personally think he's gonna finish higher. I think he's maybe even gonna be a wide receiver one. Maybe in the fringe there, but for sure, I'm uh, Allen Robinson is is a one guy that I would really like to have in my team, and one sell I have sell high I have that could be uh, maybe far like reach is Allen Lazard. He's wide receiver seven for the year, <laughs> so 
if you can get something out of him, because personally, I think that's uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, um, I mean, he's, we, he's not gonna be nowhere close. And Devonta Adams has been out now for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So he's definitely going to get his once he comes back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Devonta Adams is gonna be the receiver one for the year. You think? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, he looked great week one. Yeah. So uh, if he if he stays healthy, that is of course. But Alan Lazar, if he's gonna be in the top forty, I would be surprised. <laughs> so you think he falls off that much? Yeah. Yeah, fair I, I do. I, I do. want to move back a little bit to your um, Allen Robinson. I actually really, really like that pick because, yes, he he did kind of at the last week kind of break out, mm. and I think that that's indicative of how he's going to perform with uh, Nick, Foles. Nick Foles. I think that Nick Foles has an eye for him, mm. and this is like the first time that he's been playing ever in his career with a halfway competent quarterback. Nick Foles is definitely not the best quarterback in the world, but he's – better than Mitch Trubisky by a long shot, right? Mm. And so I think that it's going to be... The, if if he's ever played with a good wide... We've seen how good he is with bad quarterback play. I want him while he has a good quarterback. And I'm willing to roll the dice on him going forward. And that's why I had him so high in my rankings move going into the year because we everybody saw it coming that Nick Foles was going to start at one point. And... It's starting quite early, and so Allen Robinson is the guy that if I had to have on my it, that I would be looking for to get it on my team. So hmm. I think that that's a really good one. I I should have put more thought into that. Honestly, like I would rather have him than Robbie Anderson, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, I guess I'm done with that then. <laughs> Julio Jones could be somebody that I would still very much like to have. You would target? Yeah, I would target if the price is right. Uh, I think his price might have dropped a little bit. I think it's dropped a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I still believe that he's going to be... He's a he's hold He's going to be very me. decent. Yeah. He's definitely a hold for me. If if the price is right, I, I would be going for him. But I don't think that you're going to sell him for what he's worth. Mm. So, and I think that he has too much value right now to be traded away that's mm. the big issue with him if he does explode next week maybe i would try to get rid of him mm. for just to show like julio's back it's going to be an interesting one i think so yeah one guy and this is a tip for you uh well actually it's not for you but adam thielen uh i think he's also a sell high kind of uh he's been decent up to this moment uh he has what, three touchdowns, which is quite a lot. Uh, and he's number 11 now in the rankings. I personally think he's going to be outside of top 20 when the season comes to end. So, yeah, that could be one uh, sell-high candidate. When he still has the value somewhat that he was drafted for, I would sell him now. Yeah, I, I think that, that that that's good with Justin Jefferson kind of exploding on the mm. scene last week. It, do, it does show that maybe he's being edged out a little bit, but I still believe in Adam Thielen. I think that that team is really bad. Yeah, that's the main reason. <laughs> but I think that even wide receivers on bad teams still have some value. Mm. Uh, one running back I didn't have on the list that you might be interested in grabbing uh, he's had a couple of good he, – he hasn't really broken out yet, but he's shown that he's a competent back and the kind of guy that if you had on your team that he should start to break out uh, soon would be Antonio Gibson. 
Uh, he's finished the past two weeks over 11 points, and he's not getting all the work, but I think once he starts to get the work that he deserves, that he's going to be a solid back. So if you're looking to trade for a back, maybe for bye weeks or to hold to see what you have, Antonio Gibson could be there, and he doesn't have all that much value right now. I would hold him, but if you're looking, maybe a guy that doesn't believe in him so much, you could probably get for something decent. Yeah, I personally don't think he's going to be uh, running back to department. But for sure, a decent flex play. Um, so if you can get him, I mean, he's still now the running back 32 in the in the standing. So I, I still believe he's going to be finished higher than that. So, yeah, if you can get him somewhat cheap, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, he's running really now, he, really well now. He only had nine carries, but he had 49 yards. So that's actually a pretty good debt week last week. And the week before was not bad either. He had 55 yards and a touchdown. So he's found the end zone a couple of times. So mm. I feel good about Antonio Gibson. Uh, it might be hard to start him right now, but a, a, a buy low candidate. Like, I feel like this is his floor right now that he's not, it's going to be hard to get him at a better value later if he's a guy that you have any interest in at all. Yeah, I believe he's going to finish higher than, than he's now. Yeah. But anyway. I can't. That actually took a lot longer than I thought. Forty-five minutes. I thought that this was going to be a quick episode, but I guess it's been a while since we've seen each other, so we just wanted to get a little bit of each other's company. Yeah, yeah. maybe it was. It, I, it was a good one. I'm glad that you were able to join me here. Uh, before we go, do you have anything that you would like to say? Uh, one tight end, sell <laughs> high if you can get anything out of him. Uh, tight end six at the moment. Is Jimmy Graham. Yeah. So, so if you can get anything out of him, since he is the number six at the moment, then yeah. He had one good go, week. Go ahead and, and, and try to get something out of him. Yeah, I think now's the time to sell on him. Yeah, if you have him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be going for him, but yeah. give it a try. Maybe yeah. you could get Antonio Gibson for him. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's one you, you could maybe, maybe try and get. Yeah, that's a good target. But anyway, yeah, this was a good episode, man. Uh I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed sitting here with me and yeah, recording it. For sure. Yeah. And I will see you guys next week. Morro, morro, mitä poro. That's Finnish and it means what's up reindeer in short. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode or all of our previous episodes. We hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. That is the most important thing. Go and listen to us in Spotify, in Apple Pod and all the other major podcast platforms. And if you have any questions or you'd like to get a hold of us, you can reach us at NFG Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We Kiitos. hope to see you there. Morro, morro.